1: He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington DC, Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain.
0: Welcome to the show. Dr. Maya Angelo is an American author, poet, and humanitarian. She's best known for her autobiographies that tell of her childhood and early adult experiences. Her career includes directing and acting. In fact, she appeared in the TV miniseries Roots in 1977 and was the first African-American woman to direct a major film called Down in the Delta in 1998. Dr. Angelo holds the Reynolds Professorship of American Studies at Wake Forest University and has been awarded multiple honorary degrees. President Obama presented her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2011. And she's also received three Grammys and most recently, a 2013 National Book Award. She's here to share how she's moved beyond her own pain to live such a
1: rich life. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Atlantis Health Group, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com.
0: Dr. Angela, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. How did you get to where you are today?
2: Uh, people often wonder how did you get, how did I get to be Maya Angela? Uh huh. And in fact, sometimes it, it's a. So I've heard the question so many times that I feel I want to use the answer used by Topsy in Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. in which the little black girl said when the white girl asked her, "How did you be that color?" And she said, I don't know, I just growed. I pretty much think that that's the way I happened to be become Maya Angelou. But the truth is, I had such wonderful women and men in my life who encouraged me to have enough courage to develop courage.
0: And your mom was one of those people. In fact, she was highlighted in your most recent book, Mom and Me and Mom.
2: She encouraged me to develop courage. She encouraged me to stand up for myself. Her encouragement encouraged me to... Be my own best friend. Mm-hmm. And I left a Nanny trying to ask somebody else to protect me, and I wouldn't make the effort to protect myself. So my mother encouraged me to protect myself and to be my own best friend and encouraged me to encourage myself. And, you know, and not to be tiresome about it. Mm-hmm. Her, her encouragement was... Um, Laugh as much as possible. Try to laugh at least as much as you
0: cry. That's right. Great advice. Your mother, uh, Vivian, was a nurse. Was there anything about her professional background that that gave you the ability to overcome both emotional and physical pain in your life?
2: Well, my mother was a nurse and a, she was in the merchant marine and she was many things. She real estate broker. She had hotels, you know, pool halls. She was a very strange and wonderful woman and very pretty as well as all of that.
0: Well, and what about being a nurse, though?
2: Well, it wasn't just about being a nurse. In everything she did, she had courage. Mm-hmm. She had courage enough to make friends with white women her age, which a number of black women did not have and a number of white women didn't have. Uh, only equals make friends. Any other re- relationship is out of, out of order out of its, you know, uh, maternalistic or paternalistic or something. Uh But my mother uh, had a lot of courage. She made friends. She uh, encouraged women to take the leadership and encouraged it by, by taking the leadership herself. And she didn't put men down. She was just all of that. She was a fabulous teacher. Wow,
0: it sounds like it. Some of your books center on the theme of identity. And I have patients who tell me that pain changes their sense of self. I mean, even sometimes into somebody they just don't know anymore. How can they regain that lost person?
2: Hmm. Well, it depends on what kind of pain it is. Mm -hmm. If you claim the pain, but then it's very difficult to to claim uh, the easement of pain. That is to say... If you say I have pain and I deserve it uh and, and but then that's already you've already lost the balance. Right. But if you if you are in pain, then admit that you're in pain and you didn't deserve that. It came upon you unexpectedly. That's very important to say that I didn't deserve this and 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 I must I say I have it. Because it's honest to say I've had it.
0: And what's so tragic is that pain can completely transform who you are.
2: If you allow it to change who you uh-huh. are. But you must not do right. that. I don't claim anything negative. So I don't say my, my pain or my headache or my this or my, my sore on my leg.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It's not mine. I didn't call it. It came upon me unexpectedly and uncaused on. It is not welcome in my body. Sometimes, you know, I say that in the hotels, uh, I wake up with a a cold or a sore throat, Mm -hmm. and then first thing when I feel it, I say, get out of my body. You're not welcome in my body. Get out. I mean out. You're not welcome. I'm not encouraging you. I will not give you a roost here in my body. And, of course, when I go outside, uh, the hotel room and see the maids in the hall. You can see them look at me like, who was trying to get in that lady's so <laughs> box? But I do. I speak out loud. I say, get out. I'm not welcoming you. You're not
0: mine. Right. You know, that's a unique approach and I'm delighted that it works for you. So stay tuned because when we come back, we'll find out from Dr. Angelo just how love can help us overcome pain. I'm Dr. Paul Cristo, and this is Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company, committed to increasing access to high-quality healthcare by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Atlantis Health Group. Atlantis is a comprehensive, multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com.
0: Dr. Angelo, one of your messages, or your prime message really, is that love heals. Virtually everybody suffering from long-term pain yearns for healing. How can love help people overcome pain? See,
2: when I use love, I don't mean uh, the kind of some. Some people use love to use it to mean sentimentality, mm-hmm. indulgence, and, and endorsement. I don't mean it that way. I mean the kind of love which is so powerful, it probably keeps the stars in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't mean uh, indulgence. I mean the, the kind of love which says, I love myself. I love myself to believe I deserve better than this.
0: Exactly. I think what you're talking about, too, is uh, that self-love, encouragement, and self-esteem that's so important in overcoming pain. And Dr. Angelo, how have you used love in your own life to get through pain?
2: Well, my grandmother, my brother, and my mother loved me. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point in my life, I was a mute. And uh, I was a volunteer mute. And people really thought that that was so terrible that I must be crazy. And grandmother said, Sister, they say you must be a moron or you must be an idiot because you can't talk. Yeah. But mama knows when you and the good Lord get ready, sister, you're going to be a teacher. Yeah. You're going to teach all over this world. I used to sit and think, this poor ignorant woman, doesn't she know I would never speak? And at this point, uh, I have doctorates. 70-some doctorates from all over the world. Wow. And I teach in English and French and Spanish. And uh, I teach in drama and English and some music sometimes mm-hmm. all over the world. I taught in Israel Rome at the Rome opera house. Really because of love.
0: Yeah, you know, it seems like that love that you got from your mother, your grandmother, and your brother empowered you to, lo- to lower your fears and gave you the courage needed to give to others in such a great capacity. Dr. Angelo, I also feel that that message of love that you have relates to feeling cared for and encouraged and supported. And I wonder, is it the words themselves that are so powerful, or is it the spirit?
2: The spirit. You know, my grandmother at once never never touched me or never kissed me. Hmm. And I know that some uh, sociologists not understanding the African-American culture would say there's no tactile romance or or love in the black community. My grandma, I stayed with her 10 years. She never once kissed me, but she would call me out whenever she had friends at visitors, And she'd call me out and ask me, Sister, roll up your sleeve. And I roll up the sleeve of my sweater and jacket. And she said, now put your arm out. And I push my arm out. And she would ask her visitors, have you ever seen an arm prettier than this? It's uh, straight as a plank huh. and smooth as, as peanut butter. And uh, brown as a peanut butter and smooth. And look at this. And then she'd say, all right, sister, you're going now. And But she, you, she showed me how much she loved me. Yeah,
0: I understand. What kind of pain have you had to deal with in your own life?
2: Oh, physical pain, quite a lot. I have COPD. Uh-huh. One of my right lung, one half of it is, has collapsed. And, and I smoked, I'm sorry to report, but it's the truth. I smoked for 40 years. Yeah. And uh, and so there are lesions on my left lung. Mm-hmm. So I had to have uh, oxygen supplements. And and I'm, I visited with... Uh, arthritis quite seriously. Okay. And some of it has to do with growing old. You know, Art I, I Binkletter said growing old is not for sissy. <laughs> right. So you know that it's not going to be a lot of fun, but you can grow old with some, some grace and some humor and some style. And I intend to be that way I, at 95. And you certainly
0: have done that so far. And how about emotional
2: pain? I'm, I think that if you remember that, you're calling it back up and who doesn't have emotional pain.
0: Right. And how have you gotten through
2: it? I say to myself, I deserve better than that. Uh I deserve to be treated well. I treat everybody well. And I'm kind and gracious and generous and courteous. All that to everybody. Tall people, short people, black and white, fat and thin, pretty and plain. I'm very kind. Anybody can tell you who knows me, I'm very kind. Mm I need to be treated kindly. If I'm not, I don't like it. And I stand up immediately and say, take that from me. Yeah.
0: I mean, what you're describing really is a, a huge attitude of gratitude.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm still here, so I must be doing something right.
0: <laughs> Please stay with us, because we have much more to discuss with Dr. Maya Angelo. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Purdue Pharma making a positive impact on health care and on lives reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home Boston Scientific a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain
0: welcome back we're here with dr. Maya Angelo author poet and humanitarian speaking about pain and courage Dr. Angelo how have you moved beyond your own pain to live such a rich life. <laughs>
2: I'm living it and grateful for it. And it's, it's a blessing, and I'm meaning something to to different people. Yeah. The people really find that I'm, I'm of use, and some of the words I, I write and some of the songs I compose mm-hmm. and, uh, are of value to people. A producer of mine from from the Oprah show, from the Harpo, put
0: me on a Facebook, and I have 4,500,000. 4,500,000 fans on Facebook. Wow. Uh, you know, on a lighter note, I grew up riding cable cars in San Francisco and read that you were the first black Female cable car conductor in San Francisco.
2: It's true. Is it? Yeah. What was that like? Wonderful. No one would give me an application. Hmm. I mean, I wanted. I was already lying. I was six foot tall though, and white people very rarely know how old black people are. Anyway. <laughs> I told my mother I wanted to job in the on streetcars because I had seen women on the streetcars. I hadn't thought that they were only white women. I just said I wanted to job. I'm a woman, and so at first they wouldn't give me an application. My mother asked me, Do you? You really want it? I said, yes. She said, go get it. Be there before the secretaries come in in the morning. Go in with them. Sit there. Read one of your big books, <laughs> Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they go to lunch, you wait until they go to lunch. And I give you plenty of money. You give yourself a wonderful lunch. Go back and be back there before the secretaries return. Right. And when they leave for the day, you leave for the day. After a few days, God, I hated it. <laughs> Because they would pass by me and make all sorts of snide remarks, racial pejoratives. But I'm dead and I dared not go home and tell my mother I wasn't as tough as she thought I was. So I sat there, and then after a few weeks, a man came out and asked me come in. He asked me why do you want to be on the streetcars. I said because I like the the uniform. <laughs> uh, he said, Well, and what else? And I told, I lied up and down. <laughs> I used my grandmother's name, my father's mother's name. She had hardly been in a car, let alone had somebody drive something. So I got the job. And my mother asked me, do you know what, what did you learn? I said, I learned that, one, I had a good uh, protection. You were, she was my protector. And uh, and she said, no, really, what you learn, that if you really want it, then you can get it, no matter what it is, if it is a good thing.
0: I love that message. Dr. Angelo, you've written about the interconnectedness of all races, but like certain races, patients in pain feel marginalized and isolated. What can they do to reconnect with others?
2: Well, I think that when you admit that you don't deserve the pain, uh-huh. then you can say, well, neither does he, right. Joe, and Moe. And no, no, Flo doesn't receive, deserve the pain either. Nor does Elaine or back Train. They don't deserve the pain. So I can feel some empathy Mm -hmm. for that person in pain. Because I I know it. I know that, how my back feels and how my knees feel. I understand. I
0: agree. Both empathy and compassion for others are important for healing. You know, I did a show earlier on, Is Pain a Curse from God? And we learned about the value of courage. And I'm curious, how important do you believe courage is in overcoming pain?
2: I discerned well over 60 years ago that God loves me. Mm-hmm. When I understand that, then I can say I know that God didn't wish me pain. And I don't have to claim that. Right. Now, it, it bothers me. That's So I take some pain still. I take a walk or I. I sit and and watch the sky and look at the stars and and put some pretty music on from Ray Charles and Chopin, Martina McBride, and Toby Keith on.
0: Yeah, in fact, the power of music helps transform us and takes us away from negative thoughts to encouraging ones. And Dr. Angelo, is there anything other than music that you find soothing?
2: I have a wonderful art collection and a beautiful sculpture garden. Mm-hmm. So I go out and look at the sculpture garden and be lifted up and smile. And I listen uh, to a, a preacher, a television preacher. And I love his statements. I love his his preaching. And I love his jokes even more than that. <laughs> so I listen to the jokes. And it means a lot to me. Yeah. And to laugh, you see. Right. And then I tell them, I remember the jokes back so and tell them to other people who may be in pain. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I mean, giving others the opportunity to laugh makes them feel better and separates them from their pain. I really like your quote that, that says, nothing so frightens me as writing, but nothing so satisfies me. It's like a swimmer in the English Channel. You face the stingrays and waves and cold and grease, and finally you reach the other shore and you put your foot on the ground. Ah, what can we do? to reach the other shore when it appears so far away because obstacles like pain, depression, and fear block the path.
2: so you have to admit how far you've already come. Right. That's the first thing. If you've only come uh, two strokes, you can look back and say, I've come two strokes already. Mm-hmm. And nobody really expected me to come this far. What about if I do 10? I've already done 19 strokes and you just continue. It's the
0: small steps that, when they come together, create a big difference. We have to take a break, but please stay tuned because when we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Angelo about how the process of writing helps heal and comfort. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains.
1: For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com.
0: Welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Maya Angelo and focusing on courage and pain. Dr. Angelo, how can the process of writing, things like poetry or, or otherwise, help heal and comfort?
2: Poetry is what chose me and I chose it. It means a lot to me. All the poetry that's written, I know, know what it costs the poet. And I know that he and she wrote it for me. Mm-hmm. Whether the poet is uh, Emily Dickinson or uh, Miki Giovanni or uh, Shakespeare. I know it, it was written for me. So it means a lot. And then I write it for everybody else. I used to think at one point when I was a mute, I used to think of my whole body as an ear, that mm. I could go into a room and, and internalize all the sounds, yeah. all made. But when I listen to poetry, I do that. I allow the poetry to come in and help to heal me. And when it's my poetry, I'd say the same thing. I believe it is written to help somebody to laugh or to, to admit that tearing, crying is okay, too. It's not a bad thing. And so it can help somebody.
0: Absolutely, Your works center on survival. And I find that, that patients of mine say that they do their best just to survive each day. You've used faith and grace in the past. And, you know, but how have you used these virtues to rise above the hurt?
2: Surviving is not just enough. Mm-hmm. I want to survive, not just survive, but thrive. Right. And thrive with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. I don't want me just survive. That's not enough. I'm surviving and encouraging others to thrive mm-hmm. as well as, as I thrive.
0: Absolutely. You talk about self-esteem in your autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. But pain and agony can destroy self-esteem. How can we replenish it?
2: I, I think agony is something that is tacked on. I mean, you can decide, you know, this is a drag, but I don't have to be minimalized by it. Right. Events can occur, which will change you, but you can decide I will not let it re- reduce me. I can't deal with anything because I broke my leg and I have to wait until the, the bones knit back. But I would not sit here and, be ag- and agonize over it.
0: Exactly. Don't let it consume you. I like another one of your quotes that reads, If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude to it.
2: That's right. My grandmother told me that. Uh She's one of the many things. She told me so many things. And it's true. If I don't like something and I do everything I can to change it, Mm -hmm. and I find I can't change it, then I find if I change the way I think about it, I might see a new way to change
0: it. Absolutely. I really like that way that you're able to reframe the pattern of thinking to create a new experience. You've also talked about the value of giving and charity. I have many patients who often tell me that they just don't feel they have anything to give. But do you feel, in fact, that they may have more to give than they think?
2: Oh, I know everybody has more to give. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I have more to give than I'm giving. I consider I'm I'm a giver. I give good, and give good thoughts, and give laughter, and all that. Uh, And there's more I can give. And I think this is true for everybody. Yeah. Once you give a little bit more, you'll find "Mm, that's nice.
0: (laughs) Very true. You know, I can imagine that people listening to the show will say, well, you're talking to Dr. Maya Angelo. I mean, she's extraordinary. She's powerful. She's unique. Of course, she can overcome pain.
2: We're all extraordinary. Each one of us. Nobody is more extraordinary than the other. Than the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, even twins are born uh, out of the same womb, but not at the same time. We're all extraordinary. Nobody can see through my eyes but me, and hear through my ears but me. So, I mean, we are all extraordinary. And to think that and to realize that, realize you can do some extraordinary things. And why not try to do them? Mm-hmm. You're going to be here anyway until it's time to go. The only way out of here is through death. So. It <laughs> must not be all that bad since people better than I have already died.
0: That's right. And finally, what words of hope do you have for anybody struggling to cope with pain?
2: I will do whatever I can using whatever uh, I can use the doctor's. Who trained to deal with this can help me i will use um, whatever will blunt the pain mm-hmm. and uh, and i will not encourage it and i will not talk about it right if my doctor i will say to her or to him "Well, this is bothering me today and i don't seem to know what to do what do you suggest that's
0: all that sounds good and dr angelo i want to thank you so much for joining us today on aches and gains
2: thank you very much dr Cristo. If you ever say I'm speaking near you, come and say hello.
0: I definitely will, and thank you so much.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.